Welcome to the Kids and Money Podcast. I am Chad Jones. I'm a certified financial planner with Allen & Company. You can find me at alleninvestments.com, or you can reach me on email at cjones at alleninvestments.com or at 863-616-6054. And today, uh, I have a very special treat, uh, for me anyway, uh, hopefully for the for the, view, for the listening audience. I was about to say viewing audience. That's kind of hard to do on a podcast. <laughs> but I have my family with me. So sitting to my right is my beautiful wife, Paola. Hello. And I have my handsome son, Jackson. Hey, how's it going? And my beautiful daughter, Isabel. Hello. So uh, I'll, ha- I'll let them uh, kind of introduce themselves and, uh, you know, their favorite color and their favorite movie <laughs> and all that. But no, if you can, just give uh, give the audience a little bit about who you are, how old, what school you go to, all that kind of good stuff. I'm Jackson Jones. I go to Central Florida Aerospace Academy. I'm 17, uh, about to graduate in my senior year. I work at Chick-fil-A. That's about it. <laughs> cool. I'm Isabel Jones. I go to George Jenkins High School. I'm a sophomore. And yeah, that's, that's basically it. School's <laughs> my, my life. life. <laughs> yeah, school. I'm Paola Jones, and I am a mother of two. <laughs> and uh, I take care of my children. And uh, I have the best job in the world. She does. She does. She just, uh, I'm... Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll just leave it there. I was about to uh, be self-deprecating, but I, I don't think I need to in this group. I think they understand where my role lies. <laughs> that is helping with finances. No, not just that, but certainly keeping with this podcast. If you've been uh, staying with us and and uh, and listening to them uh, and, and getting to this this podcast, uh, you know that Paola has done an amazing job uh, uh, homeschooling for a long time, uh, and then uh, just. Being a great mom, being a great parent, and then I came alongside as a financial advisor and think, well, you know, I want I want to do my part. So we started talking about finances years ago, uh, and then uh, uh, Robin, our uh, illustrious marketing director, who's with us, and and producer John, of course, uh, who you've you've heard me pepper them with questions and quizzes and all that kind of stuff as we you know, talk through the same stuff I've shared with my family. Now we kind of get an uh, an opportunity to talk to you know specifically the kids and and certainly Paola as well to see you know what's stuck so far because we've been doing this a long time and hopefully what you're going to hear is not all of it right you're, you're going to hear some and not all of it because everyone learns differently and mm-hmm. it's an iterative process you don't certainly don't go through it just one time you know there're going to be some stories that I shared that the kids probably won't even remember at this point uh, but uh, they're going to share what what they do remember and and uh, I haven't prepped them I haven't given them anything except for maybe a few lines uh, here and there <laughs> no I'm just kidding um, so I I like hey do, do you kind of remember this subject in general or do you kind of remember this okay well that, that's kind of the stuff we're going <laughs> to we're going to refer to in the podcast. Uh, so without further ado, I do have a question right off the top, and it's okay. Okay, I'll go ahead. <laughs> there's no grading being done here. Okay, uh, but Isa, I'll ask you. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is the definition of rich? Um, that is when you have breathing room in your finances. Ooh, right. Wow. Can we stop right there, Robin? Yeah, can we just right there? We're good. Let's just stop there. You know. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes, exactly. Breathing room in your finances. Uh, actually, she's probably heard it so much that she would have been, we'd have all been shocked if, if, if they didn't know it, but uh, good job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what does that kind of mean to you? Do you? Um, yeah, I think that it means like, like you're not always stressing about like, oh, oh my God, I got to pay this and I got to pay that and I can't get this. Like breathing room is to me is like you've got space. Like you can look at it, like take a step back and see, okay, I've got time. Like 
I don't have to be rushing into things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Would you add anything to that, Jackson, that kind of concept? Yeah, just having uh, financial freedom, basically. It's just not feeling so put down and pressured by everything around you that you can't do anything that you want to do. Right, right. Uh, you know, I, I, Brian, this just popped into mind. So this is going to be the, the framework is there's no framework. So <laughs> it would be a little bit all over the place. And certainly I want John and, and Robin to chime in here. Mm-hmm. But one, when I was thinking of our memories around these type of lessons, do y'all remember we did a thing called the sweepstakes game? My gosh. And so what that was is I asked uh, you, I put you in a, a situation where if you um said you didn't know there was a partner on the other side and you were going to get this amount of money but it depended on whether you said give or take and what was funny about this without getting into too much details with that is it was isabel and paola do you remember this i actually don't okay (laughs) do you remember this i'm trying to remember so it was it was funny to me because it wasn't the first time we played it it was the second time we played it you heard the first time that we played it and so the idea was if you said take you would get half the money, right? And the other person would, if they said give, they wouldn't get anything. And you didn't know what the other person was gonna say. So the idea was we had already played it once, so you kind of knew the gist of it. Was it at the same time? Like, Yeah, it was your, your mother and daughter, and you actually said, your mother said give, because she's like, oh, I remember yeah, 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 you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. So yes, can you kind of describe what happened? Do you uh, remember? I don't remember exactly what happened, but yes, we both said, the opposite, right? Well, you said give, thinking, well, my daughter knows it's her mother that she's working yes, with. Yes, And she didn't say yes. give. <laughs> she <laughs> she yes. said yes. take. <laughs> and it was for two days. Your mother was like, I cannot believe Yeah, you I, said take. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, God. Explain the game. Yeah, that was it. It was just that if you both said give, you both got to split like a much larger amount. Mm-hmm. But if you said take, you got a smaller amount because the idea was you don't know what the other person's going to say. The whole lesson was communication, right? But again, you were supposed to have it kind of cornered because one, it was your mother. Yeah. And two, we'd played the game before. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have so on that? So that was a memory that came up for me. Uh, do any of the three of you have a memory that was top of mind knowing we were coming in to do this? Uh, just like in general, like financial, yeah, yeah. just things. I mean, uh, I definitely remember like the first time, like I, my first like real true like life lesson with like money was uh, uh, saving up for the PlayStation 4, like okay. when I got as a kid. Because <laughs> right. um, you gave us a an allowance and we had to do, do a budget, which I'm sure we'll get to. But um, with that, you said, okay, well, here's your allowance. Um, you can spend it however you'd like as long as you have a budget. Um, and you want to put a PS4, do you, are you going to save for it? What's, how is this going to work? So I learned to save and, you know, how much to save so that we had the right amount. And, uh, even though, and I could still do things with the rest of my money and I was able to save and get to the, the PS4, which is great. And it was so awesome because I got to buy it myself, quote unquote. And that's awesome. It was really cool. We'll, We'll take a break there. And when we come back, we'll talk about how that felt emotionally. Okay, we're back, and Jackson was just sharing about uh, buying his PlayStation 4, uh, you know, uh, having the delayed gratification. Mm. Can you describe a little bit, maybe if you remember some of the emotions surrounding that? Oh, I felt great. I felt uh, proud of myself, and, you know, and it, and it finally kind of clicked with me. Everything that you had been telling us up to that point was like, oh, okay, so this is this is why you don't just spend all of it immediately as soon as you get it. Because I had options. I could have done that. I could have bought toys. I mean, I was a kid. 
I could have bought toys, I could have bought candy and things like that. But it was like, I really want this PS4 because it opens up all these other things for me, playing with my friends and so on. So it really felt great. I felt super proud of myself to be able to do that and to like have the self-control to save for something that I really wanted mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. And it was just an overall, I think, a great experience. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Paola, I wanted to ask you, and I did not prep you at all, I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what were some of the, and maybe the answer is none at all, but any money lessons growing up for you as a kid or as a high school student or college student? Uh, growing up? Yeah. So you know full well my parents aren't savers, uh, so there were no money lessons. Money lessons were, no, you may not get that, and you cannot get that. <laughs> Don't ask me again. Um but um, no, we didn't talk about money. You know, our family didn't talk about money. We we didn't feel like we we missed out on a whole lot. Um, but um, my parents always made do. Um, so when you discuss with the kids all about money, I was learning along with them. <laughs> you know, and I learned all along with you through our marriage. Um, the importance of saving and the importance of having breathing room. Um, so that's really when I learned and I was not a saver and I spent my money very unwisely. Right. And we have learned together, you know, you, um, uh, Paola hasn't heard the other podcasts. Uh, yeah, but uh, I certainly shared there, there was, there was a lot of wisdom born of failure between the two of Absolutely. us, you know, growing together and, and we didn't always do the right thing with money. So, mm-hmm. uh, there was a little bit of uh, building the plane as we were flying it, uh, yes. uh, kind of stuff. But, uh, but no, I appreciate hearing that. So when you first had income, I assume it was college time and maybe doing your work studies or mm-hmm. what have you, uh, did you budget? Uh, no, I did not budget. I didn't start budgeting until I had, until I was in graduate school, no, no, no. I was um, as after graduate school, and I had my first apartment. And actually, my boss was like, uh, "Where's your budget?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> I, and I had to get an apartment on my own. I had my first job that had real income, and uh, she sat with me and did a budget with me. That was up in Chicago, the externship. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. and uh, yeah. So um, I learned a lot that year because I was thrown into it. Quick funny story outside of uh, finances, that uh, apartment in Chicago is what I, I moved you down to uh, Fort Benning. And uh, so I called her, I'm like, okay, you got, got everything packed because I'm, I'm bringing the truck and everything like that. She goes, yeah, yeah, everything's packed. <laughs> I show up, she had a box with three throw pillows in it. <laughs> that was packed. <laughs> <laughs> so what I thought was going to be, you know, packing up the truck and getting out of there would turn into packing well, the truck. You know, I knew how efficient <laughs> and uh, a workhorse Chad was. It was going to take no time. Why did I have to do anything? You, you were testing him. You were testing him well, to see uh, how much he cared, you know. And, the, yeah. And it was like a 600 square foot apartment or something like yes, that. Yes, thank so, you. I had yeah. nothing really. <laughs> Mattress on the floor. But that was my first, uh, first uh, introduction to, uh, okay. What she says and what I think that means might be two different things, you know, like any married couple, <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> that was my first lesson. Um, you know, Jackson said something. I want to pass it to you. He, uh, he talked about uh, making choices. Uh, do you remember the, the, the phrase or the two-word thing dealing with choices that we talked about ending in cost? It was something cost. Um... Like if you, if, you, if you bought something, it meant you couldn't get this, and that was the... Starts with an O. Oh, what? 
listen opportunity to Jackson. Comes? There you go. Okay. Jackson's over here going, opportunity comes. No, opportunity I didn't get it from comes. him. Okay. <laughs> Um, so do you kind of have an idea now about opportunity costs? Like, what does that mean when you spend money? Um, well, I feel like it was always a little bit confusing to me, but, um, sure. I think like what it means is like, if you get this, you can't get something else. Like there's always going to be like, you can't always get exactly what you want. Like there's going to be a downside. You can't get everything. Yeah. You can't get everything you want. Um, so yeah, that's basically how I view it. And that's exactly right, uh, is opportunity cost is the thing that you didn't get. It was yeah. the second best thing you didn't yeah, get. Yeah, I remember you So yeah. if, if you, I don't know if you remember, Fowler remembers, we started off with just a couple pieces of candy mm-hmm. uh, with you to try to teach this concept. And it was like, okay, which one do you want? Because you can't have both. And you'd pick one and we'd say, okay, well, the one you didn't pick is the opportunity cost. Yeah. And then we'd get three pieces of candy mm-hmm. uh, and said, okay, still, you can only have one. Which one is it? And, okay, well, it's A, it's not B or C. Okay, well, which one would you have picked if A wasn't on the table? Well, I would have picked C. Well, C is your opportunity cost, not B necessarily, right? It's it's the next thing you would have gotten because there's tons of stuff we can get with our money. Yeah. But the opportunity cost that you need to think of is what, what, what would I actually spend my money on if I'm not buying this? And that's the thing you're kind of giving up. So that's the word cost. But uh, but no, you you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of uh, surprised you with the, the no, frame, okay. frame of the question. Um, I didn't know, Robin, did you have any particular questions you wanted to ask? Well, I, I'm going to go back to the lemonade stand. It okay. still is one of my favorite lessons. Jackson's smiling right now. You guys, that, that's kind of the sad, sad part. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't want to go into the lemonade yeah. stand. Um, you know, when your dad was uh, talking to producer John and I, who are in different demographics, we shall say, um, there was a wide disparity of experiences. And so we didn't have the luxury of having young people in the room. So I would love to hear what you may, maybe you don't remember what the whole lemonade stand experience was for both of you. And whether, you know, it's Jackson or, or Isa, whoever wants to answer that first, I'm just anxious to hear what you remember. Um. Well, what I remember is just like my dad was would always say, okay, so, you know, let's take a lemonade stand, for example. Um, what are the costs of it and like your expenses? And so um, we would talk about how the cups are probably like, I don't know, five cents each. I don't really know how to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But um, the actual making the lemonade and all that. And so just I remember just him talking about that and how you have to make a profit obviously so you sell it and you have to break even and so I just remember him teaching me that um, phrase breaking even from the lemonade stand as well so how would uh, one of those questions that's perfect that's exactly uh, what I was hoping you'd say uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, emotionally how does that even now if you did a lemonade stand or any kind of a business where you have expenses and you have income how would it make you feel if you had more expenses than you had income at the end of the day? Um, I mean, that would probably be stressful. I mean, definitely. Right. No, great answer. Very stressful. Yeah. Uh, and that's what, uh, you know, for business owners everywhere and certainly during COVID and, and, and things of that nature and, and other other reasons to have bad days, bad weeks, bad months, bad years, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately. But it, there's a lot of stress. And um, it's, it's good that you identified that because that's what we tend to carry home 
you know, if we're if we're not, uh, you know, our finances are what happens to us financially tends to happen to us relationally, because yeah. there's so much emotion in finances, right? And you mm-hmm. can't really separate the two. So if you're doing something with your money that's causing you stress, it's going to cause stress in your relationships. Yeah. So that's good. Did you have anything business wise or lemonade stand wise? Oh yeah, I just uh, Issa actually reminded me of it by saying that, and um, yeah, just learning all those those terms and phrases and kind of putting it in like terms that we could understand as kids of like how life works and how all this stuff works. You have an overhead cost of whatever uh, for the lemonade stand. It was the lemons. It was the sugar. It was the cups where, and I can translate that to life. It's like, I got car insurance. I got to pay. I got to, you know, pay for an apartment or whatnot. So things like that is really being able to understand as a kid because of these examples. Exactly. Exactly. It's so funny to me, like hearing like a seventeen-year-old talk about like overhead costs. Like, right. like when I was seventeen, like if you'd ask me overhead, like what, like the lights in the roof, like is that right? 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 right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you wouldn't have been far off, you know. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah, electricity, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, and, and and I'm glad you said that, John, because uh, I, I was the same way growing up. You know, I I'm scared of my uh, my dad hearing these podcasts because I, I know he loves me dearly, you know, but he just did not talk about money, and I was the same way as you. My biggest fear, I think I said, may have said it in the podcast, when I left home because I joined the Army, my biggest fear was I don't understand insurance. I don't understand money. I don't understand how all this stuff works. And I was petrified. Uh, so, yeah, if someone at 17 would ask me what overhead costs were, I'd be like, what? Yeah. You know, I think you had a better answer. I would have just been like, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there was definitely uh, some lessons learned there. Well, I, I, I'm going to brag real quick. Uh, Jackson got into a, a, a really good school, and it's a, um, it's a school that's going to uh, command a lot of his time. Uh, it's a military academy. And uh, are, are there any concerns for you uh, knowing you're on the precipice of leaving not just for college, but a college that's, you know, up in New York State, and we're here in the state of Florida, uh, when it comes to money? Uh, when it comes to money, uh, I would say, yeah, definitely, because, you know, I've never really been on my own before. I'm very fortunate to have a lot of things provided to me that I don't have to really worry about now. Um, and, you know, definitely concerned about a lot of that stuff, you know, just, just normal stress that comes with leaving home for, you know, the first real time. Um, but it's also exciting to an extent, you know, cause you've, get, you've imparted on me all this wisdom and all these lessons and hopefully be able to practice in the real world and, you know, be able to do them, uh, on my own is exciting to an extent. Oh, good. Good. He said he's excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, Isa? Anything at this point uh, that concerns you when you think finances and being on your own? Like in college? Like, yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, definitely. I think about like. Uh, basically what Jackson said, like we have so much provide for us now, obviously, cause we're not on our own. So I'm just like nervous for, um, I've always been nervous for like paying taxes and like bills and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I just have the picture in my mind of like me sitting at a table with like papers. I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's how they actually do it, but, um, that's just, I don't know. I, that does not seem fun to me. So I'm just kind of nervous for that. <laughs> it's not, it's yeah. not fun at all. It's just something you have to do and put up with. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right. We're back. And, uh, I have a question, uh, about budgets, right? We're going to kind of get in this world and, and, uh, I see the smiles creeping across the uh, kids' faces because I, <laughs> I know this is the one they've been hammered about. Uh, what is your, I don't know if earliest memory, but w- about, you know, when, when I had you start creating budgets, what do you remember of it? Uh, I mean, to go back to the, the PS4 thing, I think that was, that's the first thing that sticks in my mind budget wise mm-hmm. is, you know, 
I'd have like this manila folder and I had this white sheets of paper that I would write in my budget on. It was just this like crosshatch uh, sheet like that I would write words on uh, and numbers. And it was something small like $50. I think I got like 50 bucks a month. And um, and just learning how to do that, talking percentages, and it's like okay, you know, looking at the future, like how much am I gonna have over a period of six months if I save this much money? It's like how soon do I want this PlayStation? Uh, but I also want to buy things in my day to day life. So you know, being able to budget between that, and it was such an easy black and white thing then, but it's really you know, I draw back on that now. Um, even I have a more complicated budget system now. Um, to, it really helps me. It, were there? Do you recall any uh, punitive measures, either one of you, when it came to budgets? If you if you didn't do it on time, what does punitive mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to know the answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Push, punishment associated with. Oh um, yeah, so like if we didn't do our budget, like within a certain amount of days yeah. or like three five days, we wouldn't get paid. Yep, that's right. That's yeah. right. I think yep. I fell victim to that a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, you both. I did. remember. Yeah, once I didn't. It was always like, great for me because I had more money for myself for that month. <laughs> so you know, I didn't mind too much. Uh, but yeah, you guys definitely had to keep a notebook. Anything that you remember about the pile, Annie? Uh, I remember that. I remember them like. Well, they would come to me. Mom, come on, talk to Dad. Come on. <laughs> I'm just a day overdue. I'm like, mm, too bad. So sorry. <laughs> Can't help you there, buddy. <laughs> We actually started with a pool. So I talk about the podcast. We actually started with a pool uh, when you, when we first started. You guys out on allowance, and uh, and we had chores. Mom had chores. Mm-hmm. We were living at a um, an old house, 1903, built in 1903, mm-hmm. and uh, lots of chores come with a, a mm-hmm. house like that out in the woods. And uh, so we had things associated with that. And um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but uh, uh, you guys did a great job. Oh, it was pooled. That's what it was. Uh, so you had a pooled amount, and we had. If you had something you wanted to do, Jackson, and he said something, you all had to communicate. And that's what that pooled idea was forcing. And we stuck with that for a little while. But then eventually, you know, you got a job uh, a couple years older and then, uh, you know, just uh, differences of, of, of things you wanted to do. But do you all remember that at all, doing the pooled where you had to talk to each other? Vague, vague. Yeah. Vaguely remember that, right. but I think I do yeah. remember that. How much would that uh, suck to do now? Um, a lot. <laughs> a lot because my spending habits are horrible. Well, yeah. Also, like, I feel like we both like to spend our money. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. B- but how about this? And, and, and be honest, uh, if the answer is no, I don't think about it. It's fine. So, you have a longtime girlfriend, right? And uh, uh, you you guys talk about money on occasion whenever you get together for dates or what have you because, again, y'all aren't, you're, you're not employed, employed. I mean, you're employed, but, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're high school kid employed. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Um, anything from that experience, uh, from communicating, having to communicate with Issa, are you feeling that in your relationship with your girlfriend? Definitely, definitely. Uh, being able to communicate with another person and trying to see their wants and needs and my wants and needs, um, and working on that stuff together, uh, it's definitely a lot easier with my girlfriend because she makes her own money that's a lot more than me, and she's a lot more financially, uh, I would say smart, I guess, than uh, I am, um, but uh, definitely, that communication still skills don't go away. It's it's something that's helped me uh, in all of my life, but especially yeah, in a relationship like that. Well, between between that answer and and Issa leading us off with the breathing room, I'm I'm a happy guy here already <laughs> with this podcast. Uh, certainly, the gold ring. Um, 
the the perspective I've taken uh, with teaching kids and, and helping other parents uh, uh, teach their kids is that the communication and the emotion piece is so so important. Financial literacy is 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 very important. The communication piece is as if not more important. Uh, so that does my heart good to hear you say, yeah, you know, it, it matters, the communication. You even said uh, that, you know, she may be more financially astute than you. But if you, if what you bring to the table is, but we're going to communicate, then uh, that's fantastic. A win-win. Yeah, very much a win-win. Because Paul and I could sit here and give you anecdote after anecdote of before we were doing the right things with money, how it would uh, you know, if we weren't communicating correctly uh, or what have you about it, it, it definitely um, uh, made more rougher patches than, than necessary. You, Rob, you, you got a, a look on your face. You're, you're ready to pop with something. Well, I have a question about um, the budgeting process, and now it, like, came and went. It's such <laughs> a bad, bad feeling. Um, as, as the two of you were budgeting... When, at what point did you remember learning about budgeting? What ages were both of you, roughly? Oh, I don't know. What how old would I have been? Um, uh, probably about 11, 10, 10, 11, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I would, yeah I would. about 10 or 11 for that, for me. I think it was, I feel like it was 12, 11 or 12 for me. I thought Jackson was at 13 because... I don't know. I remember saying, like, you, Dad, saying that uh, Jackson would get paid $50 a month, 13 years old, and then you said a year earlier for me. I don't know why, but yep. that's just what's that. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I do remember that. Yeah. 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 And we were very fortunate. We, we understand that, you know, maybe some listeners, you know, we were, I was, you know, through through one career and on to another career. So we were doing well. So, so yeah, he was 50 bucks and she was 40 bucks because he was a teenager and she was 12. And I was using that kind of line of demarcation for, um, you know, determining. Uh, it, it was probably just that I had 90 bucks in our budget and I had to figure out a way to split it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm glad Robin asked the question because uh, one of the things that I always talk about when someone's not used to budgeting or and talking to their kids is if you, you budget your time. If you can learn to budget your time, you can learn to budget your money. So I'll allow the kids to uh, kind of tell on me here and have some fun with this. Uh, am I a stickler for time? No, not at all. You're no, you're <laughs> definitely not. I don't. That doesn't pain me <laughs> at all. <laughs> so what kind of things do you hear from dad when it's you know we're getting ready to go somewhere? Um, it's just constant. Okay, ten minutes, guys. Okay, seven minutes. Five minutes until we gotta go, guys. Like it was just a constant reminder. Okay, Dad. Yeah. Okay. And when I try to get you to budget your own time, what kind of things that I have you try to think of? Wait, what do you mean? Uh, so like you mean going from like uh, not starting from like the beginning of the day, but the end of the day, like going back through everything. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Backwards planning. Backwards oh, planning right. through everything and leaving fudge time between everything, like. I'm not going to go from swim practice straight to work. I'm going to leave. There's room here for me to do some of the things I need to do and give me time if something happens that I have uh, freedom to do that and we'll be able to show up on to work uh, on time. Right. Exactly. And some more detail, like if I say, hey, we, we got to be out of the house at 10 o'clock, mm -hmm. let's backwards plan. What things do you need to do to be ready to get out of the house? What are some of those things? Yeah, I remember like, uh, well, I've got to do my stuff in the bathroom. i got to brush my teeth. I've got to, you know my stuff I've got to get changed I've got to eat breakfast and like you would say okay that takes like 
10 minutes, you know, getting changed 20 minutes if you need to pick out an outfit, you know, like stuff like that. Right. And we'd, 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 we'd back it up. And that's budgeting. So that's we would budget time and, uh, and then budget our money. And Robin, did you have a follow? I, I, I just want to add to that. Um, your dad, when we do these podcasts, is always here on time. And what that means to him is 15 minutes beforehand. <laughs> That's correct. And yes. I, just exactly. want to, I just want to go on record today. I got a text and I could sense the tension in the text. <laughs> and I thought those poor kids and Paola are in the car with the man who cannot stand being... 15 minutes early and, and calling that on time. So I, God bless you all. Thank you. You all made it here safely. I know there was a wreck on the way. He let me know. Well, but, Robin, to, to, on yeah. the record, his wife got here early. Yes, we were in two separate me. cars. We were in yeah. two separate cars and I actually got here on time. He was late. It's yeah. because I was yeah. with you, Mom. Yeah. Yeah. I told you when the late but, uh, yeah. So I get the Thai communication back into this, okay? If you're going to be late, because I was going to be late for a reason, I communicated with the person who needed to know that before I was late. <laughs> right? So uh, I was supposed to be here at 1. I got here at 102. So, <laughs> and she had a text at 1247. I know I was going to tell you it was exactly 1247 because I looked down and I kind of laughed and I go, my first question was, everybody's okay. It wasn't you in the rack. No, right, right. not us. Right. And then yes. I'm like, just laughing because we had that backward planning conversation. Um, so it was kind of fun to have that actually happen in this instance. I feel like what, what Dad was saying is a little bit targeted towards Jackson, just maybe a no, little bit. No, like me, and I'm always on time. I'm never late oh, to anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, maybe like maybe I got minutes. time issues, so, but, you know. I, it's, it's so much. I'm so proud of Jackson having gotten to West Point, but there are going to be some rude awakening issues <laughs> with that anybody, you know, any yeah. high school teenager Absolutely. would, but, but certainly with him. Yeah, something that I can definitely laugh about. I'm not concerned, but it's mm -hmm. like, yep, you are going to be on time because you will not have a choice. <laughs> and, I, and I've gotten, I've gotten better. I've gotten you better. I, yeah, I did. Better. I was able to, you know, pull myself together a well, bit more. But yeah, I did have an issue in the past right. of yeah being on time places. <laughs> so um, we're going to kind of wrap it up here. Uh, I wanted to see if there was anything else that you didn't get to talk about that you kind of wanted to say in regards to finances, any kind of anecdotes. Yeah, um, I actually did want to bring up. Um, the thing that is in my pocket, in my wallet, um, I remember my dad, or dad, uh, giving us this uh, basically metal orange little card here. And it says, based on my future hopes and dreams, current circumstances, and past experiences, what is the wise thing to do? And I just love that saying, like, what's the wise thing to do? Because it, like, you could say, what's the right thing to do? But there's always, like, there's not always, like, I don't know, right could mean different things, but like wise is, I just feel like that's just a great word to use. And I just wanted to bring that up because he's told me like this, you know, phrase for like years. Well, we're going to take a break right there because I was wrong. We do have one more segment and uh, we're going to go uh, down that path that she's open and I'm so thankful for. All right, we're back uh, with that uh, phantom last segment. I didn't realize I had. Uh, now I'm excited. So um, Issa closed out the last segment. Uh, couldn't be prouder. And Robin was saying the same thing. She couldn't be prouder to hear. Um, and, and both kids, uh, to be fair, have the card that I got them that has the the, uh, the best question ever mm -hmm. uh, uh, written on it. And uh, I think I said in the podcast when I brought it up before, 
That's a, a book by Andy Stanley called The Best Question Ever, and I think he's actually retitled it now. It's been out for a while. Um, but uh, that that question carries so much weight for me. Uh, did you, anything you wanted to share about your receiving the card, Jackson? Oh, yeah. I, and I mean, I remember getting it, and I think he gave it to me and a couple of my friends, um, a couple of my close buddies. Uh, we were out, and we kind of have like a, a father-son thing uh, going out, and he was just talking to us, and he handed us those cards. And uh, I'm pretty sure my friends still have them, yeah. uh, and they keep them. Um, but yeah, I carry it around in my wallet, and I definitely think about it uh, often. Maybe not in that exact like whole phrase thing, but it's like, what is the wise thing to do? Because you know, the what you bring up is like, oh, there's right and wrong, and there's legal and Ill- illegal. Well, it's uh, not wrong for me to buy these $300 pair of shoes. It's not <laughs> wrong for me. To, uh, it's not illegal to buy, for me to buy these shoes. But is it the wise thing to do based on where I'm, tr- what I'm trying to do? And like, I have a girlfriend, and we going on dates, like. Things that are expenses, uh, these expenses, you know, is it wise for me to do this right now? That's, mm-hmm. I'm ready to go home. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that, you know, I thought the other two things I mentioned. Oh, I'm good, and now I'm really good. <laughs> um, is there anything? I know that that question was new for us as well as a couple. Um, um, I can't remember where we first heard it. Maybe it was just listening to an Annie Stanley message. But does that? question pop up for you and your finances oh yes it does and um it's it's just a good question to go to um especially when you want to purchase something and you're undecided and that is the best question you could ask uh, for yourself it just helps for me to to uh also reinforce it with the children um you know they they come to me they both have different spending habits and uh, I'm glad that we have open communication. It helps to communicate with the kids about what they're spending their money on, and for us to remind them what's what's coming up. You know that it's it's easy for them to think of the right now, right now. And I'm a right now person as well. But they've got their whole lives ahead of them, and so it's good for them for us to bring up. Okay, well, what's coming up? What what do you got going on? And make them think. And they ultimately have to make the choice it's up to them fantastic uh, yeah i i've said to the kids often that uh, e- even if you're like i don't know what opportunity cost is or i don't know you know i don't budget all that great yet or you know if there's something i like but if you, non-negotiable something you have got to get down before you leave the house and before you start your life on your own if that's one of them is being able to look at all choices through that filter of what's the wise thing to do. There's also another one, um, and I don't know how much I talked about it on the uh, previous podcast, but it was a thing about discipline. Do y'all remember what that was? Uh, discipline equals freedom. Discipline, discipline yeah. equals freedom. Because like that question of what is the wise thing to do, it works very well uh, uh, on the overlay of, of finances, but it also works pretty much everywhere in life. You know, whether it's physical fitness, where it's education, mm-hmm. where it's you know character development, discipline equals freedom. You know, um, the easy go-to is army, right? Um, uh, you're going to West Point, and so there's going to be a lot of forced discipline there. But you know, you, there'll be learned uh, discipline, and those disciplines, even though you're going to go through a very tough four years compared to most people who go to college. What that's going to give you in the way of discipline skill sets is going to lead to a lot of freedom mm-hmm. uh, on the other side. Um, and it's certainly with finances, you guys have already talked about the disciplines that you've had and that you've learned and saving for a PS4 or uh, things of that nature where um, <clears throat> you're going to have freedom with your finances. You're going to have more choices 
uh, it sucks in the beginning because you're like, Ugh, I want to, I want to buy now, you know. But if you have that delayed gratification, you have that discipline to wait, uh, the freedom to choose, or maybe have two mm-hmm. or three things mm-hmm. where before you just wanted that one thing. Well, now you waited. Now you could have not just that, but other things. That discipline equals freedom. So, if if uh, listeners, if you can get your kids to walk away with those two tools in their kit bag, if they have nothing else, what is the wise thing to do? And that discipline equals freedom. I think uh, you, you've done a yeoman's work uh, to, to prepare them for success. Um, I do want to uh, follow up uh, with you, Paola. Um, uh, communication between the two of us. So we talk to kids a lot about communication. And uh, we are set up like most couples are, where one of them kind of does the purse strings, does mm-hmm. the budgeting and all that kind of stuff. And the other one's just kind of like, tell me what I have this week, this month, you know, uh, which is fine. And again, it's 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 almost traditional, you know, a lot of people. And it's not traditional whether it's the man or woman in a certain mm-hmm. role, but just that one of them has one role. One of them usually is like, I trust you, mm-hmm. just, just do what you're going to do. What what communication has been necessary for you or have you enjoyed uh, when it comes to finances? Um, I think just having the freedom to choose. I don't know. I like having a budget set. Like, I... I I, I like that. Um, it helps me. It helps me in figuring out what what's important to get, what's not important to get. Um, and I like that we have that set, uh, you know, for us. Um, and we have goals. You know, it's very important that we have financial goals and how, how we can give our money and spend our money. At the, those are very important things that we have set in our finances yes because certainly you know generosity is mm-hmm. i mean that's I, I heard someone say it and I, I can't remember who it maybe a lot of people said it because it's pretty general but it's very true is you never miss the money that you give away mm-hmm. you never missed uh the money that goes to opportunities to help someone less fortunate that's and, right. and that's certainly where our you know if there's the maslow's hierarchy of needs you know you got your basic needs at the bottom and what's the top the top is self-actualization it's the same thing with finances, right? Once you get to that point where you can actually give away uh, money, that's kind of the self-actualization with finances, and, and that's the, kind of the golden ring. Uh, I know I've said that like three times now, different golden rings, but you got you got ten fingers, so, you know. <laughs> we can have multiple golden rings, but that's certainly one of them. Uh, now that this is truly the final segment with uh, about a minute left, anything else that anybody wants to say? All talked out? I'm good. I'm all, right. all right. Anything from you, Robin, John? These kids are way smarter than I am. <laughs> that realization now. And, uh, I love my dad, and I'm glad that he gave me a lot of tools that have equipped me for, for my life now. But one of the things in that toolbox is not uh, the financial literacy. So you should you kids should count yourselves lucky that you have parents that have, have given you these kind of tools going forward. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks, John. Thanks. Check is in the mail. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Just the orange card. Just the orange card. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for you know taking some time out to hang out with us. Uh, I think Robin's got one more question for us before we close out. Well, I don't think I have a question as much as I want to thank the Jones family for being here. Um, this has been a really great experience for our audience. Um, it's been a great learning opportunity for me personally. It's been really, really one of the coolest parts of my job in the last nine years. Mm, um, cool. It was it was great to learn the lessons. Um, I've read the blogs multiple times, but to bring it to life audibly and to be able to bring it to a whole nother um, generation of people, mm. 
to hear from you all firsthand is really, really valuable. So thank you for taking the time to be here. And at the very least, you deserve a steak dinner. At the <laughs> very least. Okay. Hold his feet to the fire. I, I'll see if it's in the budget. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> well, uh, thank you for saying that. And and uh, just tell our listening audience, uh, remember, this is not the end. This is just the beginning. This is the uh, first stage of, the, uh, if, if, of getting through some of the blogs and putting them uh, to sound here with the podcast. But we're going to move forward with Kids and Money and the podcast and blog and, and have some special guests and talk more about this because it's it needs to be talked about, and you need to hear more examples, more anecdotes than just my own, and we're excited to do that for you. Again, I'm Chad Jones. I'm a certified financial planner with Allen & Company. You can find this podcast, the blog, and, and information about uh, our company at alleninvestments.com. You can reach me at 863-616-6054 or email me at chad.jones at lplfinancial.com or cjones at alleninvestments.com. Thanks again, and we'll talk again with you soon. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult with an appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Guests appearing on the show and their respective companies are not affiliated with LPL Financial and Allen & Company. Investment advisory services offered through Allen & Company of Florida, LLC, Allen & Co., and its affiliate LPL Financial, LLC, LPL, registered investment advisors. Securities offered through LPL, member FINRA, SIPC.